we're building for the consumer that's 20, that's used to ordering things on their phone, on the bus, on transit, on the way to work, on the way home, at night, 24-7. So have an offering that can serve that customer in real time whenever they want. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Welcome back to the show that actually gets you in front of your best audience and keeps you there. My name is Rick Nusky. I'm your host. And today I'm on the line with the wonderful Roger Hardy. He's the co-founder and CEO at Kits Eyewear. And we're going to be talking about how Kits is disrupting the eye care industry and their plans for the future. And with all that being said, welcome to the show, Roger. Well, thanks, Rick. Great to be here. Yes, absolutely. You know, I just briefly touching a little bit about, uh, I guess, formalities prior to the call. And, um, and that's probably a really good segue to lead into the call today because um, business is business, um, but uh, there are always humans behind the business. And if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you before we jump into the core of the call. Sure. Yeah. Happy to give you a little quick background. Um, you know, uh, from a business standpoint, my myself and my sister started a, a small company about 20 years ago. Uh, company grew very quickly, uh, became NASDAQ listed and was acquired back in 2014 for about a half a billion in cash. Since then, I've been doing a, a bunch of investing uh, and looking at a number of different opportunities and uh, met up with my two other co-founders, uh, Sabrina Lack and Joe Thompson here in Vancouver, B.C. Uh, we got together daily down at Kitts Beach where we would watch the sunrise, get a coffee and try to think about, you know, things that we could do that would be interesting and compelling in the consumer space. And uh and that's how we came about to Kits Eyewear. Yeah, fantastic. Now, where's home for you? We're Vancouver. We're all Vancouver-based. The three of us, right here in Vancouver. Have you have you always been uh, living there? Is that is that always been home for you? It has. Yes. Fantastic. West now, Coast. West Coast. Uh, now, what do you do in your pastime? Do you have much time away from the business, given that it's so frenetic at the moment? Well, great question. I, I sort of aspirationally uh, like to go up to Whistler. I've got four kids, so um, we managed to take them skiing a few times this year. Uh, and then COVID interrupted the season, as you may know. But, um, you know, it, it snows out here, so winter is uh, time to get up to the mountains. And uh, that was really the highlight, you know. There, there's not much, been much else, just work and a little bit of skiing. Yeah, wonderful. And we'll jump into that in a moment. But I'd love to learn about your your life growing up momentarily. You now have four kids yourself. So you are flat out like a pancake baking, just uh, keeping <laughs> things all together, I'm sure. I know you are. <laughs> so what do you remember um, as a child growing up? What was one fond memory that you can recall? Sure. You know, I, I mean, I think I, I've always had this entrepreneurial bent. And my mom tells a funny story about, you know, the phone ringing one Saturday morning, about six in the morning. And it's one of our neighbors and she, and she says, you know, that I'm at the door and I'm selling the, the, our used newspaper and time magazines door to door at six in the morning. And so the neighbors (laughs) are like, you know, disgruntled, come over and get them off my step. Uh, So I guess, you know, that's sort of like, you know, how I grew up always sort of with an entrepreneurial uh, bent in in college. I, you know, I built uh, a t-shirt business selling t-shirts. And so I've always had kind of this merchant idea. Uh, and that's kind of really who I've always been, you know, probably less about the academics and more about the merchant nature. Yeah, fantastic. Um, did you find that you learned more about the real world after leaving school? 
Yeah, you know, I had a lot of good experiences uh, at Bishop's University where I went, um, like I say, all the sports teams. I used to, you know, have a, have a business selling T-shirts and other garments. Uh, but, you know, so those were some real-world experiences. After that, I bought the rights to a music festival um, and did another a bunch of other entrepreneurial ventures. So, um, you know, business has been a constant teacher. I've always been fascinated by business, always excited about, you know, learning and and trying to get in front of trends and so on. And I guess that's what brings us to kits is I, I'm just, you know, we, we were, we were really convinced that, you know, health tech would be the next big growth category that we wanted to get in front of. And it, and it feels like we're in the right place and that, you know, the next 24 months are going to present all kinds of opportunity in this kind of consolidation of health and technology. Yeah, we're going to take a really deep dive into that in a moment. I just wonder, um, for the for the listeners, we are largely, um, you know, small business owners, startup entrepreneurs and that type of crowd. Um, right. What do, you, what do you say to somebody who is, is starting out in terms of a daily routines? Is, is, it, is it important to look after yourself as it is your business? Wow, great, uh, great question. I think, you know, the elusive balance is a word that uh, sort of I think every entrepreneur pursues. Mm. Um, it's tricky. You know, if you have a family and you have a growing company, it's going to be you're going to be hard pressed to find that extra bit of time in the day to, to keep your fitness up or to try to balance nutrition. Um, you know, I've sort of gone in fits and spurts. So when I sold my business years ago, I did a few Ironman. So I was able to kind of make it up. And then now I'm back to the, the uh, Ironman of business right now. And, you know, trying to eat healthy and, and do try to keep balance. But, um, you know, gosh, it's tricky. I think, you know, most of us get two legs of the stool, right? It's getting that third one. You know, for me, it's kind of reading and fitness that are just so hard to fit into the day. <laughs> you know, we, we often hear about, you know, the overnight successes, but there are often struggles that are the reality of starting a business. What can you tell us about failure and how has it helped you? Yeah, you know, well, I guess, I mean, you know, I think the best thing about being an entrepreneur is you're going to have lots of adversity. You face adversity all the time. And mm -hmm. the learnings are that, you know, each time something doesn't work is, is to try to reframe it in your mind to the best you can that it was a learning. You know, they're not all good learnings, but they're learnings nonetheless. They move you closer to your goal. That's how I try to think of them. So, we, you know, I've had lots of setbacks in, in business in all, all different shapes and sizes and then lots of big wins. And so I think it's, you know, really about making sure that you're able to process it in the sense of what was the learning, what's the thing I can take away from that, and what, how can I use that going forward? That's how I think I try to frame it, and I hopefully instill in my kids. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Now, um, you, you briefly touched on, was it Kitts Beach earlier? And, yeah, is that the, the name of the yeah, place? Yeah, Kitts Beach. So it's right here in Vancouver. It's kind of an iconic spot where the ocean meets the snow-covered mountains of Vancouver. And, you know, you can, you know, there's a coffee shop right there to grab a coffee in the morning, watch the sun come up, and it's a pretty iconic place. Anyone who visits Vancouver generally would, would make a stop at Kitts Beach. Now, I'd love to learn a little bit about the, that particular meeting that, I guess, the genesis of Kitts. What, what sparked the idea? Where was the problem? What was the problem that you were trying to solve? You know, so so my previous business was in eye care, uh, and we'd had a fast-growing business, and and really the the optical you know giant uh, Luxottica and Essilor came along, and they thought we were growing a bit too quickly, and they acquired the business and uh, and kind of took it out of commission, and so uh, the, the the genesis was really you know talking about and thinking about this opportunity, still this large fragmented market um, from our perspective that had. It was still underserved. And, and so our view was that we could do a better job than what's out there. 
uh, if we really set our set our minds to it in terms of quality, in terms of service, in terms of selection, and so you know some of the some of the uh, key tenets of the platform and. Um, and I guess the last piece was really this idea that technology was going to change that that experience of going into an eye doctor uh, and sitting in a chair and and having that eye exam over a period of of you know days or or, or hours um, that our iPhones would be able to do that fairly soon or our or Android phones mm-hmm. um, in a matter of minutes at a low cost and and those phones just won't get that that exam wrong they'll never be that human component that doesn't see or pick up you know the smaller uh, details that a human might miss Friday at four o'clock. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, it got us excited that this technology was right on the cusp. And so using that as a catalyst to, to be, again, kind of a third pillar of our stool, you know, around glasses, contacts and then and then eyewear, we, we kind of thought about pull, pulling all these things together. So why is it that typically this industry is so expensive? Is it because there's only a, a select few large players? What? Why are they so expensive? Yeah, you know, you know, so over time, the back end of, so 51% of the market is still small, independent mom and pop. And mm-hmm. if you think about what drives the back end of that, you know, the frame, let's say an Oakley frame or a Ray-Ban frame comes out of Luxottica. Uh, and a lens, whether it's a Crizal, a Transition or other type of lens, comes out of Essilor. And those lenses are then cut in an Essilor lab and put in a Luxottica frame. So a lot of the margin you know, what, what drives the price up is that the back end is all done by Luxottica and Essilor, and these, these poor independents are left to sort of, they've got to upcharge, and, and the volumes tend to be small. A typical optical shop will sell four or five pairs of eyeglasses a day, and mm-hmm. so the prices need to be high to sustain that. Um, and so, yeah, when we looked at the category, we thought, you know, gosh, there's a lot of opportunity here. Healthcare in general, the pricing has gone up at a, at, a, at a rate much higher than GDP. It's one of the things that makes health tech, you know, the, the one, of, one of the categories that's most ripe for disruption is there's been a huge increase in pricing, huge increase in profits yeah. in health tech. And, you know, that's why people say education and health tech are, are the two biggest categories for dispersion over the next couple of years. Yeah, that's wonderful feedback. Thank you for sharing. Now, just so that everybody is as clear as crystal on kits, is it, this is more than just fashionable eyewear. This is actual um, prescription lens. Is that correct? Correct. How does it come together? Prescription contact lenses as well as prescription glasses. And so, you know, again, when we were building the company, we had the, the opportunity to start with a clean slate. And we said to ourselves, you know, what are the biggest value drivers in consumer categories over the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. Um, we arrived on subscription. You know, if you think about companies like Apple and their move from transactional revenue to subscription, you know, 20 years to get to a trillion dollars. And then it took them only nine months to get the second trillion yeah. when they moved people to subscription. Yep. You look at Amazon Prime, the number of people on Prime, that subscription model. Shopify, Chewy's is the most recent one, the dog food company that has everybody on dog food subscription. You know, a $40 billion market cap and, uh, and a, in a $35 billion market. So we knew that, you know, subscription is a big driver of value in categories. Um, you know, having customers be uh, on a loyal subscription platform. So we started out with that as, as kind of our premise. And so today we've got a big, big subscription business. Second key pillar was around vertical integration. So, you know, controlling the rails of production, making sure we can have the best quality and the best pricing. We don't need to go to Luxottica for a frame and we don't need to go to Essilor for a lens and yeah. we don't need Essilor to cut the lens. So making sure we had vertical integration, that's the second larger, largest um, value driver. If you think of the last decade, companies going not just 
you know, retailing other people's product, but going direct and controlling the rails of production. So this is Those are kind of some of the pieces. Yeah, thank you. These are so these are some of the fundamental uh, shifts in the way that you operate, Kits operates. That is the disruptor in your industry. Would that be fair? Yes, very, very much so. And then I guess last we focus on the consumer. Yeah, fantastic. And quality is a given, isn't it, with something like this? And um, I often think about some of the manufacturing plants that I've seen over the years. And um, optics is especially high tech. Do you have a central hub, uh, or do you have multiple locations? What's the, I guess, the manufacturing side look like? Yeah, you're right. Super uh, important piece is to get the manufacturing right. So. We're in the process of building out the, the state-of-the-art lab for North America. It's going to be the highest value, highest tech. Um, we've got it about you know 20 to 30% of it constructed now. With our IPO, we have the proceeds to build out the rest. So it'll keep it that super high quality. And because it's automated, it'll make it uh, among the most competitive from a price standpoint of anyone in the category. So we call that our Giga Lab. Mm-hmm. You know, just to keep it simple, we we learn from Elon. You know, you can see we're trying to we're trying to model on all the best models that are out there. Why not? And so we talked about vertical integration back to that lab, back to that key anchor piece of our business plan. And um, yeah, the Giga Lab is uh, is well underway, and um, you know we're having great results from that. You talked about eye testing through your Androids and your Apple phones earlier. Um, what what market is are you serving? Are you aiming at a younger market that's uh, typically technically au fait, or who who are you aiming at there? Yeah, Rick, you're so right. You know, when we looked at the category, it seemed to us that a lot of the players today were built for a customer 30, 40, even 50 years ago. Are your lens crafters, your pearl visions, some of your optical shops. That consumer is 60, 70 years old today. Mm -hmm. We're building for the consumer that's 20, that's used to ordering things on their phone, on the bus, on transit, on the way to work, on the way home, at night, 24-7. So have an offering that can serve that customer in real time whenever they want. So, you know, that eye exam takes up to four minutes as opposed to the, maybe the hour it took you to drive there and all the other time associated with going to a, to an eye doctor visit. So four minutes on, the, on your iPhone anytime, day or night, when it's convenient for you. And we think that's, that's going to be a big driver of value for our customers. And, oh, by the way, we include that with your order. There's no charge for that. I was going to say, is that costly? Because, you know, every time I go to an eye care clinic and it takes time and it takes a long time to actually get through the test and it's confronting and all of this from the, uh, I guess, the, from the seat at home. Yeah, all this from the seat at home. And you're right. It's an awkward process where that prescriber is also a retailer. You know, I kind of get there and I feel guilty. And do I have to pay that much? And I guess I should because you're my eye doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, we take all that awkwardness out of the transaction. Uh, we put the power in, in the, the user's hand um, and it just takes minutes. I'd love to learn a little bit more. We've talked about manufacturing just briefly, uh, Roger. Thank you very much for that. I'd now like to shift uh, in terms of your development plans for procurement and fulfillment processes. What, what's that going to look like in the future? And uh, do you have plans on expanding internationally, those sorts of things? Sure. So, so um, you know, from a procurement standpoint today, you know, we, we really I had the benefit of 15 years in the category, source the planet for mm-hmm. the best suppliers, highest type quality materials uh, from titaniums, acetates, um, hinges. Um, so we've, we've sourced all that from the lens component, state-of-the-art lenses, again, yeah. the manufacturing equipment. Um, so we, I, I feel like we've done all that over the course of 15 to 20 years, pulled that all together. So all those pieces, that recipe is, is well built, and, and we're quite happy from a procurement standpoint. 
Um, yeah. So, uh, and sorry, Rick, what was the second part of your question? Oh, just wondering if you're uh, having plans to go internationally, because I know you have currency exchanges for US, Canadian, European, and Great Britain at the moment. We, we, yeah, we, you know, we find we get orders from all over mm-hmm. uh, the planet. Um, we've got, you know, again, a great offering. People are excited about um, the, the style of the frames, um, our silicon hydrogel contact lens, which is you know, about half the cost of some of the bigger brand name lenses, super high quality, high oxygen transmissibility, healthy for your eyes, Yeah. Uh, but at a, a much more affordable price. You know, for lots of people, the price of contact lenses is prohibitive, you know, it can be $400, $450 a year for contact lenses. Um, our daily contacts would be a fraction of that, maybe a, you know, a quarter of the price. So uh, people get excited about that. Orders come in from all over. We do see some national expansion. Today, we're in North America. But uh, new markets will be coming on stream. Yeah, thank you. This is a great call for those who are interested in investing in such a, a wonderful, um, rapidly moving um, business such as kits. Now, I'm looking at uh, some things here and I wonder, you know, we're seeing, I'm seeing at least, the dying off of the, you know, traditional bricks and mortar shop fronts. Um, are you working with any retailers in this respect or are you purely going to be online, especially in North America? Yeah, Rick, we, we see a lot of opportunity to partner with some of these retailers to r- literally become the back end that they were previously beholden to, you know, the, the cartel that I mentioned, Essilor mm-hmm. Luxottica. So to the extent that they want to work with us, we've got a state-of-the-art lab. We can do things more cost-effectively for them. We've got a couple of partnerships that we think will be uh, coming on stream over the next couple of quarters, and that's a big, big opportunity for us. Uh, you know, the other thing is some of the healthcare providers – um, again, health tech being this category that's looking for a better way to do it, provide more value for customers, which is what we do. So if we can partner with one of those networks that's maybe they're doing dental and eye care for four or five million members, yeah, and we can take over that eye care component, make it more, uh, make it easier for that that PBM or that healthcare management company to to manage um, their 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 customers and give them a better experience. Yeah. Then you know we see that as a big growth opportunity. Roger, I'm watching the stock markets and I've seen some incredibly rapid, almost uh, vertical growth uh, for kids. How is that? What, what what do you attribute that to, that rapid success, if you like? Yeah, you, you know, I think, you know, uh, like a lot of things, experience helps. So mm. having been in the category, having a great team helps. So we're fortunate to have, you know, as I said, our CFO was 15 years at Goldman Sachs in New York. Yep. Uh, our other partner, Joe Thompson worked at Amazon for a number of years, so learned the kind of principles of Amazon. Before that, he was at P&G, you know, in some of the great companies that P&G owns under the brands like Gillette. So he, he had worked there. So we've got like a robust team of experienced professionals coming in here, not for their first sort of, you know, first, first, first rodeo, morning, but for, yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but first rodeo. It's not their first rodeo. You know, they're, they're here kind of back doing it again, and, yeah. and they've all been here and done it before. And I think that accelerates it. Everybody knows what they expect from their teammates. They work well together. Um, and that just takes a lot of the friction out of, um, you know, growing a business. Yeah, because that's one of the things I look for, Roger, when I'm looking on the stock exchanges. I'm looking for, you know, that credibility, that reliability, that um, I guess that relatability almost. And the fact that you've got some um, track record behind you and your wonderful team is a credit to you. Um, Now, I'm also about... um, process control. I'm also about quality. I'm also about understanding the, uh, I guess, the end user's experience. I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about, I guess, the ordering process uh, from start to finish and what happens if there are any issues at the end. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think that the ordering process is designed to keep things fairly um, fairly efficient for consumers. The mm-hmm. last year uh, has been a, a mass migration from offline to online. We've seen kind of 10 years of migration happen in the course of 10 weeks last year. Yeah. Uh, so we try to keep our ordering process as easy and as uh, frictionless as possible. Uh, pardon me, I think that's really the, the key for us is to try to, you know, reduce the time a customer needs to spend, whether on our site or on the apps. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's the, the process is pretty straightforward. They can go on the site, decide if they want contacts, decide if they're looking for glasses, and then it's, you know, two or three clicks and they're out the door. They're out the door. Wonderful. Now, in terms of, um, you know, unfortunately with any business, I guess there'd be a percentage of returns for whatever reason they might have been, whatever. Um, do you have a returns process? What, what does that look like for a customer just to make sure that they're absolutely delighted? Yeah. And so one, one thing I didn't mention is we focus very uh, actively on making sure customer satisfaction. So we, we've mm-hmm. got uh, the highest customer satisfaction as measured by third party tools like Google, yep. um, you know, and many of the other, um, you know, you know um, satisfaction metrics. Uh, so we have a 100% return policy guaranteed. We'll pay for you to ship it back to us. The customer isn't happy. We take it back, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. We will, of course, try to find them something that serves them better if they got something that didn't work. You know, we want them to be happy. We want them to be more than happy, satisfied, Absolutely. And, and hopefully pleased and delighted. Yep. You know, that's really what we play for. So, um, yeah, but if anybody has a, you know, and we have a very, very low return rate. So in our contact lenses is less than 1% and our eyeglasses is less than 8%. Mm-hmm. So we think that, you know, the, you know, and, and, and from time to time, you, you, you know, a pair of glasses, you want to change them out. That's yep. no problem. Yep. We yep. get people to send them back. They wear them. They go to work. Their partner maybe says, hey, those aren't the right glasses for you. Someone tells them that. <laughs> no problem. We, we want you to look great in our glasses. Of Otherwise, course. you know, it's not going to work for either of us. So we, you know. And that's that's just part of the game, and it's all it's all part of um, taking good care of our customers. Yeah, fantastic. At scale, so we're we're selling you know thousands and thousands of eyeglasses per week, uh, uh, you know, direct in this way. Customers tell us it was much easier than going into a store. They tell us it was much more cost effective, and that they are going to come back and they're going to refer friends and family. So that's you know that's the music to our ears. We're looking for. As an investor, I think to myself, what a wonderful business, well-positioned. It's avoided uh, a large part of the pandemic issue that is uh, striking oh. all of all of us because it is online. Um, you know, there's 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 lots of great things coming out of Kits. It's a credit to you. Now, I'm wondering, um, what are the tickers for um, Kits if people want to learn more about them? Yeah, sure. So we, we recently listed on the, um, the Toronto Stock Exchange under the ticker KITS, which is Kits. And then uh, in the U.S., we are uh, KTYCF. So um, those are the tickers. That's easy to remember, and I'll be making sure that that detail is provided at uh, the bottom of the post when you get to read it a bit later on. Now, Roger, can you talk us a little bit through what somebody will see when they get to the website itself, and where do they go? Yeah, sure. So go to kits.com, and, uh, and they'll see, you know, the, they'll see... Uh, hopefully, you'll feel welcome by the page and see, you know, like I said, a choice of glasses or contacts. We try to make it easy for them, um, and they can go through that that checkout process. Um, they can see on there some of the uh, online vision tools, a PD tool, which measures your pupillary distance. They can see an eye exam on there, um, and they can go through that process and test uh, test their vision. Um, and, yeah, they can go through the process, place an order in as little as four or five minutes, uh, save themselves time. 
you know, uh, you know, the average order size for us is is about a third of what it would cost at traditional retail. Yep. And you know, we've got an offer right now that the first pair of eyeglasses is free. We're so sure that you know, for for customers of yours, Rick, and yep. friends of yours, that they'll they'll become a customer for life. That we have a a promotion where we give them the first pair of glasses. Unfortunately, for glasses wearers, we know. That once you're in eyeglasses, you tend to be in them for many, many years, 10, yeah. 20 years. And so a customer like that needs more than one pair of eyeglasses, especially the, the young type of customers that we're, that we're um, serving. So um, we like to get that first pair in, get them, you know, delighted with the experience. And, and we know they stay with us for a number of years. So it's, uh, that's kind of what we're doing. I love the model because, you know, you're creating a relationship. It's not not purely transactional. It's uh, it's really going to go uh, go well for you. And I'd love to just, if I could, Roger, just share with the, the audience the um, free kits offer. If you go to kits.com, uh, which you'll find down the bottom of the uh, post here, you'll see a code there called free kits. It's one word, up, all uppercase. It's F-R-E-E-K-I-T-S. And with all that being said, Roger, I've just had such a wonderful time spending some time with you on the my future business show today great great chatting rick really appreciate it look forward to updating you as things progress here thanks for joining us today if you enjoyed the call then make sure to subscribe leave a comment share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.